Agani Matebula is the author of Lessons from the Desert. It's the real-life story of his tumultuous journey, two-year struggle to find work after leaving university. He joins me now for a masterclass on finding your first job. Agani, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Now, Agani, we've seen lately in the news a lot of graduates holding up cardboard mm -hmm. signs at street corners telling us of how they've studied, how they've put in so much money in all these years, and now they don't have jobs. Why are we seeing this as such a common phenomenon where a lot of young people have gone to school? I mean, we, we really encourage for a lot of people to go to school, but there aren't any jobs for them. Well, if you look at the numbers, they say something like 50% of, of black graduates do not find work within the first year. But it's something that we don't you know, usually talk about or know about. And so for many of them, it's, it's like this huge surprise that they think just because I've gone to university, I've gone to school, I have this qualification, or in some cases you have what is referred to as a scarce skill. You think mm. I, it should be easy, you know, um, to, to get the job, but it's not always... It's not always the yeah, case. Yeah, it's not always the case. Talking about the scarce skill, I mean, a little birdie tells me you studied geology. Yes. And you were obviously expecting that you would be one of the first to be grabbed into the job market. Yeah, tell sure. me a little bit about your story. So I, I left university, I was doing my master's degree, and, uh, you know, things sort of went uh, south because it was during the, the, you know, the first recession. Mining companies were closing down and that sort of thing. So mm. uh, the company that was sponsoring my studies was, was shutting down. So they could not continue to sponsor my studies. Further. So I had to, you know, leave. But it wasn't such a, you know, an issue at the time because I thought, ah, I have a, a bursary from the Council for Geoscience. It should just be a, you know, a formality. They should hire me and, and so on and so on. And then, you know, waited a few months and then that didn't happen. And they said, look, we're, we're not going to be hiring anyone this year. We're freezing posts. Then, you know, I started going broader than that, trying to uh, apply to different places, going to different things, even doing my own version of the uh, cardboard thing. I would, yeah. I would drive up to mines, go and see the chief geo, you know, give them my CV, call up companies, try and ask for internships, a whole lot of things. And, you know, speaking to friends that were working, uh, but, yeah, to cut a long story short, it took, it was two years between the time I left university to when I started working. Mm. How easy or difficult was that two years for you? It was very difficult uh, because, number one, you do not expect that if you have a degree, you know, from a reputable university in a supposedly scarce skill that you'll struggle to find work. Mm. Uh, secondly, if... You know, you, do not, you don't have, you know, some of the, the other weaknesses that people like to point to. Or maybe your CV wasn't written properly, or you don't come across as confident in interviews, or uh, your, your command of the English language, or which, whichever language they, they interview you in is, is not mm. poor. All of these sorts of things that you'd think uh, are, you know, in your advantage were sort of in my advantage, but still I, I, I did not get, you know, work. So it was... It was uh, very difficult, uh, very challenging at some t at, at times. There were points where I just felt like, you know, let me just give up. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, somehow I was able to just persevere, keep at it, you know, and I ended up finding work in something that I'd never thought I would, you know, find because yeah. coming from a science background, I work in investment banking, you know, currently. I actually want us to talk a little bit about that because a lot of graduates would really want to enforce to work in whatever field of study they, they embarked on. 
how easy or difficult was that transition for you to say, okay, maybe geoscience is not quite working, let me get into investment banking. How important is it for people to be open-minded and versatile with regards to the careers they want to get into? I think now in hindsight, I think it would have helped me a lot if at the beginning I knew that, you know, the world is not... Uh, built up in little boxes where all the science students go into the one door, all the commerce students, you know, mm. there's, there are different skills that you, you acquire in university or college or whatever it is that you can apply, you know, to, to different situations and different sectors. And I think had I started, you know, searching for, for work uh, broader than just in the sciences and so on, I might have, you know, Got succeeded a lot earlier. earlier. But mm. I think having had the struggle helped me to, you know, sort of open up my, my horizons and in terms of just looking at what I could do. So, I mean, my, my job uh, hunting thing was just basically anything that I sort of qualify for or, vague have, or, or vaguely have an understanding of or, or you know, that sort of thing. That, mm -hmm. that was my, that became uh, what I was, I was trying to do. Although initially I was just trying to look for a very specific thing because yeah. um, you can imagine having spent about five and a half years in university that's all I thought about was working in this mine or in this lab or, or so on. And you now here I am, I'm working in a, in a corporate somewhere. Yeah, very interesting. Having gone through that experience for that two years looking for the job, what are the misconceptions you think people have about unemployed graduates? I think the, the first one, which is probably the most damaging, that people have this expectation of you that you are entitled or you feel that the world owes you something um, secondly, is that maybe you are too picky with, with, with jobs, and the truth of the matter is I was willing to take any job that I could find. I was even willing to work for free, you know. In some cases, I, you know, I would call up the mines and say, how about, you know, you give me sort of like an internship. You don't have to pay for me or anything. I just need to get, you know, my hands dirty and, and get out in there into the field, and then they'll tell you, no, it's, it's, you know, our safety uh, regulations do not allow for that, and, and all sorts of, you know, other funny, you know. Complicated st stuff. Stuff. And, yeah. and I think, yeah, if, if, if people can just understand that uh, being jobless or, or, or struggling to find work does not mean that uh, you are entitled or you feel that the world owes you something or that you're too choosy or too picky, uh, it also does not mean that there's something wrong with you per se because mm. your skills might be useful, you know, in a different context or in a different place. And if you do have the opportunity um, and, and the ability, and entrepreneurship would be one thing that you would want to look at, although uh, it's not necessarily for everyone. And it's not a, uh, I know people like to say, why don't you just start a business? You know, you need money to start a business. Yeah. You need, you know, a certain skill set and a certain attitude, you know, towards life and, and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so I think those are the, the main misconceptions that, peop that people have. Mm -hmm. And I think the looking at, at, at social media and, and just general people's uh, uh, reactions to seeing people with, you know, billboards asking or yes, begging for jobs for in that work. sense mm -hmm. uh, sort of shook people to thinking that maybe it isn't as easy as we thought. And maybe sometimes we, we don't really have a skill shortage per se. We just have a shortage of willingness of people to hire mm -hmm. because you have... I, I remember at one point, I mean, when I was doing my, my undergrad, I did two degrees, was geology and geography. And a lot of my geography colleagues, I mean, every, every uh, week or every Sunday, you'd see in the Sunday Times or in other publications, they want people to, to be environmental officers or whatever. We would apply en masse and none of us would be employed. But we thought, How we have the skill. You are asking you for it, it, you need it, uh, you know. Yeah. 
Sure. Lastly, we are running out of time. I just want us to just touch on the book that you wrote, Lessons for, from the Desert. Mm -hmm. What lessons would I learn in terms of finding a job or the journey, the psychological space that I need to be in if I go through your book? I think the, the, the most important one is not to lose hope because you actually do not know when you would have a breakthrough. So you always need to be, to be ready uh, for, for whatever opportunity and whatever chance uh, that you might get mm -hmm. and to also open up your eyes to other avenues, to other ways of, of doing things instead of what you would ha normally have, you know, have expected. And also I think it also helps for people who know someone who's going through that to just let them know that they're not the only one who's going through, through that and they sadly will not be the last person but they can do things, you know, slightly differently and they can actually get out of it and, you know, make a make something, you know, out successful of their lives. Of their lives yeah. thank you so much for joining us. Unfortunately, we have run out of time, but you mm. have really given us some valuable information, which I know our viewers at home will appreciate. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks. And that was Agani Matebula, author of Lessons from the Desert.